to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and I am super excited to bring you these two guests today, Corey and Jessica, not to be mistaken with this, Jessica. Uh, they are the healing couple on Instagram and in real life. And I want to just thank you guys. I know you're super busy, but thank you for your time and being with us today. Yay. We're so excited to be here. So my journey to discovering these two wonderful humans was through another stylist that I coached with uh, business stuff over COVID. So she had started posting about her experience with breath work with you guys. And breath work for me was something that I had experienced in a group setting, very unsolicited. It was just something that guest speaker got up and she started talking about it. And then all of a sudden she facilitated it while we were sitting after someone else was just like the hype person, right? It, it came very unannounced. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, it's almost like forced meditation. You can't really just be like all of a sudden in the middle of your busy work day, like, okay, now it's time to meditate. You're like, well, you need to prepare and wrap your head around getting into that space. So when I watched her kind of talk about it, I reached out and I said, Hey, what are you doing? And she kind of, she had a hard time explaining it too. She was just like, I don't know. You just need, everyone's going to have a different experience. You need to just go in and see. And so for me, um, I have been always trying to implement self-care practices and I felt a lot of resistance around wanting to do breath work. And I'm like, okay, you have to do what you coach on. So maybe it's time you try something new that makes you feel uncomfortable. And, uh, like I had told you guys in our past sessions, I had tried or have done talk therapy for a couple of years and I enjoyed it, but there was a point where I felt like I needed more embodiment work and to actually be able to like get in there rather than just be talking about what was going on around me. And, um, that's where you guys come in. So can you give a little back story as to what breath work is for anybody who's new to listening to what this is or to how it's different for you too? So breath work, um, can be broken down into two components. Breath work is an awareness of your breathing first and foremost, because a lot of times, think about it, when you go throughout your day, you're not thinking about your breath. You're not thinking, okay, I have to take a breath in, I have to take a breath out. It just happens automatically, right? But it's so powerful when we can just become aware of our breath, when we can notice each inhale and notice each exhale, just that awareness alone can really start to calm and relax our nervous system. And the second component of breath work is conscious and controlled breathing. And so there's many different forms of breath work and essentially it's just, you're breathing in a certain specific pattern. And so the, the type that we facilitate for most of our clients is known as three-part breath. And so you're breathing in a particular way. So again, it's those two components of like the awareness and then also controlling the breath pattern, because oftentimes, especially in our modern day world, we're breathing very fast. We're breathing up in our chest. There's a lot of tightness. Our breath is really choppy, right? And so by shifting the pattern of your breathing, that then taps into the nervous system. And why breath work works is because your breath links to your mental, emotional, and physical states. And so think about when you are anxious, how do you breathe, right? Versus when you are really calm and grounded and relaxed, how do you breathe? When you're angry, when you're joyful, 
right? So our breath is tied into so much that's going on in our mind and in our body and our emotions. And what's really cool about the breath is that rather than allowing your emotions to take over, and then it affects your breath and how you're breathing, you can actually change your breath and that will then change your emotions. Mm-hmm. So the breath can take control. So that's what we found to be the quickest way to shift how we feel. Cause a lot of people are like, I feel really anxious. I feel depressed. How do I shift out of this state? And the breath is the quickest way to do that. So powerful. Why is this not taught in kindergarten? Like this should be just like, I'm sure you're trying, to, I'm sure if you could like start all over, you would implement this in some sort of school fashion, because I find that as an adult, you know, trying to do the work that by releasing the things that, you know, had we had these tools growing up, you know, they, the things that we have left over the residual traumas or experiences wouldn't carry so far into our adult life, causing us to feel unworthy to have a successful business or make money or find the right partner, any of those things that we make excuses as to how we're in those situations. Um, so on your Instagram, you guys speak specifically to high achievers and how did you come to know that that was the type of client you wanted to work with? Could you see there was a need for high, strong, busy people like myself? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would have to say it comes from personal experience. So I'm a naturopathic physician. Um, I um, had at one point owned my own practice. I had 12 employees, um, front desk manager, uh, six or seven different doctors, $30,000 in overhead. Jessica worked at Stanford University in their compassion and altruism unit at the medical center. Um, She also worked with um, the CEOs of many major Fortune 500 companies. And so being in those stressful environments, we both knew that there had to be a different answer. And both of us in our own ways had explored that. Um, Me sometimes with plant medicine, Jessica with breath work and also me with breath work as well. And so we really just lived it. And so we knew there was another option and we went out for years and tried to discover what that was. And for us just personally, breath work has been one of the most powerful tools because you don't have to spend a weekend in the Amazon or you don't have to do, you know, 500 hours of training um, with some guru. You can literally just lay down, learn this technique and change your life. And that's what's so powerful about this and why we want to share this with the masses is because anybody can do it, not just the the shamans and gurus at the top of the hill. Um, And that's what we're all about. I love that. And from my past experience with people talking about breath work, that seems to be the thing. It's like a tool that you have to bring yourself back to an awareness of what's going on. So like you were saying earlier, Jess, about having your breath change your emotional state rather than be led by your emotions and not having control of your breath. You know, as someone with a fitness background too, the, the breath is so important when you're training people and teaching. That's one of the things is I remember I would get new clients into the gym and they would black out or they would look like they were going to pass out. And it was from not being able to breathe right. People that can't run properly, it's always their breath pattern that's keeping them stuck versus their body. So clearly breath is an important thing. And it's just so wild to me when there's discoveries like this and we just don't know about them as much as we should, because it seems, and it sounds like such a simple practice, but it is the furthest thing from simple. And the, the experiences that I've had with my couple of sessions with you guys, um, 
have really like, it's almost one of those things now I know better. So no, I will never be able to go back to not implementing this in my, in my life. And I think even the small takeaways I have are being able to, when I'm in bed and I wake up with anxious thoughts or I'm in a place at the salon feeling something triggered or whatever, I can go take a minute and breathe. And what's crazy is, you know, back in the day I smoked cigarettes. That's what you did when you were a hairdresser, a young hairdresser, you went out for a smoke break to like clear your mind. And what are you doing? You're breathing. It's the inhale. It's the exhales. It's a controlled, you know, it's not even the cigarette. You could go out and do the same breath outside and have that similar experience, which is, you know, if only breath work was, um, advocated by people to quit smoking, I'm sure that would randomly be a good thing. But I know so many hairdressers that are stuck in, um, in that space of being super busy. And this is something you and I, you guys, and I talked about was bringing this to our industry to give them the tools. And so, uh, Corey and Jess have talked to me about creating like a three-part breath audio series for you guys. When you come into the beauty inspires beauty, uh, mentorship program and, it's something that I'm going to be working on learning more about as I take personal journey with them. I have a few more sessions before they leave. Um, but for any new people that are completely like, I don't know what the word would be like hesitant to dive into something like this. What would you say is the best way to kind of dip your toes? in if this is something brand new and you're not quite sure, but you kind of know you probably need to do something like this, what would you say would be a best resource for them? Yeah. Well, before I even share the resource, I want to say that if you are feeling hesitant or you're feeling skeptical, we get it. Like I've been there. You probably have been there. I had friends telling me about breath work for about three years before I finally did it. I constantly resisted it. I was like, I don't need that. I'm good. That sounds freaking weird. Like you do what? Like you lay on the floor and breathe. I'm not really sure how it's going to help me, but thanks so much. Like... I resisted for a long time and I was a complete stress ball. Like I was so anxious, like just so high strung, but it was quote unquote normal. Like I just operated that way. And I thought like, I'm good. And the truth is that that's so far from normal. Right. And so it finally took so many people sharing it with me that I was like, okay, like I'll do it. Like, just see what this whole thing is about. And it completely changed my life. And so I just share that because I, I totally get that, like that skeptic, you know, that that's inner skeptic. Right. And if you are interested in really just dipping your toe in and experiencing what the hell this whole breath work thing is about, we have created a very special offering called the breath bundle. And so the breath bundle is, um, is a whole library of resources of all things breath work. And there's many different practices, including the three part breath that we are talking about here, which is a longer form of breath work. And it's a very deep and intense transformational practice. But we've included other shorter practices that you can just bring into a morning routine or do quickly in the afternoon, maybe like in between clients uh, or when you just need like a, you know, a quick break or even before bed, you know, when you get home from a long day. Um, so we want to make it really, really practical. So there's a lot of different techniques that you can, that you can learn and you can just take what, what works for you and then just leave the rest. So that, that breath bundle is something that is available to your listeners. Oh, and when you're talking to all the type A hairdressers out there that are like, well, but I need it like this and it needs to be this way. And I can only do that. Like, I love that you've incorporated the fact that it's not one size fits all, that there's something for everybody in here. 
And I think that's what you guys made me feel so comfortable coming in the session. Like don't have any expectations. And I didn't really have any expectations. And I remember you asked me why breath work. And I was like, couldn't come up with a good enough reason not to do it. Like I'm going through so much change and transition in my life that, um, I thought, well, why wouldn't I find other tools to support myself? You know, there's, uh, there's things that I do implement my non-negotiables that I always talk about that I'm kind of known for with working out with training, but that's not, that's still me staying in the busyness because I'm really good at staying busy and distracted and just doing shit. And it's like, when do you ever give yourself the opportunity, especially as a mom or a business owner, even if you're an independent, like just behind the chair business owner to really sit and and be with yourself and your feelings. Um, and sometimes we don't know what to do with it when the feelings come up. And so you experience so many different emotions as you guys take us through the journey of that session. And every session is so different. Um, I asked them last time because they put grounding rocks in your hand when you're laying there. (laughs) I got up and asked them, did these have little electromagnetic things in them? And you guys both laughed at me. I'm like, my hands are on fire. Like it felt like they were like, like electric. Like I couldn't even explain what I was feeling. Like my whole body felt like I had hit the reset button or slightly got electrocuted. It was wild. Mm -hmm. And to think that you just did that by breathing. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like, I've shared with you guys, my journey. And if anybody wants to know my experience, I'd be happy to tell you, tell it to you. It's very personal, but I'm happy to share it. Um, how did you know it was time? Like when, how did you guys meet for one? I'm so curious. So you guys were both individually naturopathic working at the, at the school. And like, how did the two of you merge and create this beautiful business that you have? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was really serendipitous because I had just gotten out of a 10 year relationship, a not very good relationship. And I was working at my medical center in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I was actually unknowingly really good friends with her cousin. Um, And her cousin um, had a dad and he did construction. And so I needed a guy that did construction. So he did this big build out for my medical center. Um, And essentially her cousin, my friend, Rachel, as her name, uh, she told Jessica everything about me but she didn't tell me anything about Jessica. And so I actually, and this is maybe a little TMI, but I had actually gone on about eight dates, I think the week I met her. And it was like a Friday or Saturday, right, right before Thanksgiving or right after Thanksgiving. And I had about four or five drinks and I literally made a commitment that hour before she showed up at the bar telling myself, I am never going to date again. I'm going to take five years. I'm going to save up all this money, do all these things. And then when I'm ready, I'm going to date. And she walks in the universe, be like, joke's on you. She's right here. (laughs) That's right. You're going to have the whole plan. And you're like, when I'm ready then. And the universe is like, you're ready right now, bro. Or you're never going to be ready. Just do it. Oh my gosh. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really how we met. Yeah. What was that? Is it in the rest was history after that? The rest was history. I mean, we ended up doing long distance for about eight months and I had never gone to California. I've lived in Arizona for six or seven years and uh, she took me out and the rest was history. Mm-hmm. I sold everything, walked away from my practice, um, completely like started a whole new life. And uh, we got into breath work because Jessica while we were doing long distance was actually taking her 200 hour yoga teacher training certification. And in the training, they did one of these breath work practices like this. So what would happen is is she would 
do this intensive. It was like, I don't know, what, mm-hmm. what was it like from nine to eight o'clock at night? So she would go all day and then she would call me at like 10 o'clock and we would like check in chat. And so when she did this breath practice, she literally called me and she was telling me all these things that happened, all the electricity in her hands, all these sensations throughout her body. And I was like, uh-huh. Uh huh. She's lost Uh it. Yeah, I was like, either either she's completely crazy and I should dump this girl, or maybe I should do this. So I decided, why not? Let's do this. So she actually said, "Hey, I want to do this training um, up in North County. Do you want to come?" And I said, "Yeah, why not?" And then the rest is history. So we started um, doing this breathwork practice um, in events. Um, So we literally just decided, "Hey, let's do an event." Twenty people showed up. Uh, they had an amazing experience. And then everybody was coming up to us afterwards saying, when is the next one? And we're like, uh, we didn't even have a plan for the next one. No, we were totally just doing it for fun. Yeah. Like we just, we, it changed our lives so much that we're like, let's just share as many people mm-hmm. as possible. And when people came up to us and shared the impact that it had on them, or they're like, I need to share this with my friend. I need to bring my boyfriend next time. And we're like, oh, like, next time we're like okay let's just start a mailing list like right now <laughs> you know and it happened so organically we literally did we just got like a piece of paper and said put your name down and yep write your email yep time for yeah. a mailing list and we after that workshop we pulled pulled up um into our driveway and we just parked there probably for like an hour we just looked at each other we we're just like i think we're really onto something and we have to keep doing this and we had no idea that it would turn into what what we've created today and what it c- it's going to continue to become. But we just kept following like our gut and following what we loved. And, and that, yeah, it's been just such an honor to like hold space now for literally thousands of people at this point. And it continues, you know, to, to expand from, from here, but it just started out with like trusting and following your gut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when you can see something has such an impact on people, it's almost like you're like, oh, wow, we've stepped into the, this powerful space of it's now going to be a disservice if we don't put this out into the world because we happen to be really good at it. So I think that's the thing too. And Corey, it's interesting because I know a lot of um, hairdressers, salon owners, people in our industry that have a business like you created too, feel so stuck, want to do something different, but have no idea if they could walk away from something like that. So to hear you say that you had built such a business and you had 10 years, like how did you know you were ready to walk away from that? Was there like, cause that's no easy thing to do. Like after you've spent so much time, so much time in school, like, yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell you the moment. So, uh, her, her uncle did the build out for us up in Scottsdale and the center's still there. It's the American center for natural medicine. It's wonderful. It's a, it's a great place to go. Um, but what happened was, is we did a build out. We were going to have this grand opening, big ceremony. The mayor showed up, people on the city council showed up. My parents flew in from Minnesota and then Jessica decided to drive in as well. And so 250 people were there, uh, the local, uh, news. Um, so they had cameras, publicity, you name it. And I literally remember holding one end of the red ribbon that they were going to cut for us. And here's the mayor of Scottsdale with his big obnoxious scissors about to cut it. And I, I remember him cutting it and literally time stopped for me. And it was such a <gasps> moment because I realized everything that I had done leading up to this moment was based upon 
what other people expected me to be. And I was like, oh, fuck. Can anybody relate to that? (laughs) Yeah, so it's like big, beautiful, wonderful, right? And everyone's coming up congratulating me, saying, oh my gosh, what an amazing center. I mean, I did everything. Like, I sanded the floors. Like, I painted the walls. Like, I did all this stuff. And it really wasn't my path. And I knew in that moment that something had had to change. And so that ribbon cutting ceremony moment for me was life defining because I realized that I was actually living somebody else's life. And that feeling, that sensation felt way worse than me stepping away and losing my equity in the company, way worse than me losing the $70,000 that I invested over four years into that company, way worse than telling my parents and disappointing them because they expected their son to be a physician, way worse than telling my partners that I'm walking away and moving to California. So really it was about that moment and what, how bad it felt, um, that really, that, that pain was the driving motivator and me changing my purpose. Um, so I can tell anybody that's, you know, really struggling right now, maybe you don't have that moment. Um, but really listen to your feelings because it may sound cliche. I'm going to say it, but time is short and we only have one life to live. And I, I had a motto that me and Jessica created around this, which is we literally have a vision of being old and gray and taking our last breaths together. And I want to be able to look at her and say, babe, we did it all. We did it all. And, and, and that, that business, that medical center was not in alignment with that vision. And so I had to let it go. Oh, that's so powerful. Holy shit. Jesus. Like I'm feeling the feels because I, you know, you guys know my history. And if you're listening to this podcast, you guys know I am a salon owner and have been in this industry for 20 years. And it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, when you, when you find yourself at a crossroad, you know, what do you do? It's like, we've talked about people staying in relationships for too long, um, or in situations with even as simple as staying at a salon that the energy doesn't serve you anymore. You know, listening, being able to tap in and listen to that voice or that intuition or that feeling or that moment that you had, like somebody else might've just felt it and said, whatever, this is what I signed up for. Here we go. I'm committed. I'm 70 grand in. I've got these partners relying on me. Like I'm, I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. I think we have so much social pressure, family pressure to just do the right thing, the expected thing of us. And um, it's interesting because when I listen to, you know, you talk about the yoga teacher training and all the things, it's like, even today, as much as I'm enjoying doing this kind of work and the coaching, like something today was like, you need to be outside. And I talked to you guys about that last time about being by the water and being near the ocean. And it's like, I don't quite know what that thing is yet, but I feel a huge calling that there is a huge shift coming. Um, and having more powerful conversations with people through the podcast is just like bringing more of an awareness to me. And so that's why I wanted to have people on like you guys who are not necessarily in our industry, but are here to support people in our industry. Um, and so I've seen, like I said, with, with Sloan, her growth with being able to like go in intuitively inside when she's making choices that are around her business or her relationships, you know, it's like when we're not in tune with how we actually feel and what makes us feel good or bad or everything in between, we can't really make healthy choices. And we stay in situations that don't serve anybody. Cause if you're not good and you think you're staying for somebody else, that's not, that's not the answer either. 
Um, so, oh, so many good takeaways already. I'm already like, my brain's just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys had, um, quite a few things going on in town here. You guys used to host, I think you're pretty much done with everything live that you're hosting, right? You're getting ready to move. So these two have been in San Diego for a while now and they created a beautiful community. You can follow them on social media, but, um, you guys did yoga with breath work, and then you had a couple other events, things that you held. What is the calling to move now, now that you have such a beautiful thing going on here? That's a really good question. I mean, we've had um, many conversations around this move. We're moving to Austin, Texas, and it's been it's been an interesting journey to even come to this, this conclusion and this, this choice that we're making. And um, First of all, San Diego just feels like home. I mean, we love San Diego and the city and the community so much. I mean, the hardest thing, the hardest part about all this is the community that we've built up um, because we've we've built up from very small classes to like consistently sold out events, workshops, retreats. And um, we've been able to witness, like I said, thousands of, of people breathing and healing and transforming. And there is nothing more special than that. And we felt that we were definitely getting very comfortable with, you know, being here. And we just see such a huge opportunity for growth by relocating to Austin and knowing that our San Diego community is always going to be there. We are going to come back to San Diego from time to time. And our mission is to help the masses to expand breath work on a, on a bigger scale than we can even imagine right now, because there are facilitators and teachers out there that may really resonate with, um, a certain type of clientele, but we are ready to share breath work with the people that maybe aren't, you know, are a little bit skeptical or are a little bit hesitant. The, the really busy people that say, I don't even have time for breath work. Like those are the people that need it the most. And we are ready to expand our community. And so by moving to Austin, we get to tap into that whole community, which we feel when we visited a, about a month ago, we've only been to Austin once, by the way, and we have never even seen the house that we're about to move into in person. <laughs> so there's a lot Talk of trust. about trusting your gut. Yeah. There's so much trust here. Um, but what we really experienced when we were in Austin, like the energy was so beautiful there and we felt really connected and it just felt right. And that's how we make any choice in our life we, it has to feel right. And most of the time it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense, right? People are like, why are you leaving? You have such a great thing going here. Like it, your classes are sold out. Like, why would you ever leave? And for us, most decisions it's because it feels right. And often it makes no logical sense to the human brain. Um, and what we felt in Austin too, is that there's so, um, there's some people that are interested in health and in wellness and really doing the inner work. Like they want to, to go within and, and grow. And that's a huge priority for that community. And so we thought what beautiful, you know, I mean, just a beautiful opportunity to expand and bring breath work there as well. And then along with some other logistical things about California, if we're being totally honest, um, when it comes to the, um, just the political realm right now and, um, the medical realm, a couple of different other things. And we felt that it was best for us as far as like our long-term growth, um, to step away right now. That's huge. And thank you for being honest and sharing that last part, because, you know, um, 
so many people that are building businesses and that are entrepreneurs are feeling the exact same way. So I, I can relate to that. And people that are, you know, around me, that my business resources, my network and the mastermind that I'm in, I always talk about that on here. Uh, you have to do what best supports you as like a family and as a business and for your future self, because a lot of times there are sacrifices we have to make in our current reality to support our future. And like Corey was saying earlier about, you know, you don't want to look back and regret things and you've already done really hard things in the past. So you, you're, you've already trained yourself that we'll be fine. Like this is going to be nothing compared to like what you guys have left behind before. Right. So um, I always challenge people, you know, that's my like daily mantra is like, do one thing that's hard and scares you, even if it's, you know, it's not as much as moving, but you know, I'm a huge advocate for not staying in a situation or in something just because it's good enough. You know, we're conditioned to, you should just be happy. Well, just be happy with that, you know? And it's like, when did we come into society that it was wrong to like want a bigger and better, beautiful life? Like that's sounds so counterproductive to what like you look around and you're like, well, who affords all these multi-million dollar houses? Clearly they're wanting more. Like otherwise we'd all live in apartments or shacks, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> who's driving the nice cars and has like the ski houses and the house in Hawaii. Like it's okay to want those kind of things, right? It's okay to want bigger and better or to challenge yourself. And same with hairstylists that are stuck in salons that maybe want to open their own salon suites, but are scared because they've been told all the things that could go wrong or that they should just stay because this is easier or, or they're comfortable and they're afraid of the change. Um, I had another guest on this morning on the podcast who is a salon owner out in East County where I grew up in Santee. And, you know, we talked about doing all the hard things and she was just like, this is so my passion. This is what I want to be doing. And it's then when people speak about it, like it's their thing that I'm like, then you push through and like, you know, force yourself to like, see what's on the other side. But if something's not intuitively like sitting well with you anymore, we are so like programmed to push that down and push those feelings aside. And that's what I feel like, um, breathwork has done and opened up for me is to be able to just like feel a little bit more like, well, mm, okay, that's what I should be doing. That's what she said. That's what hit, like, what do I feel? What do I want to be doing? And so I think even giving me the hour during our sessions to like go into that and to be reminded that, um, how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking, like it gives it time to bubble up and then you can clear the space. I think for some like traditional meditation is really difficult to sit still, especially if you have that brain that can't stop. Um, but when you take the breath and you really focus on that, it allows for all kinds of wonderful things to come up. And the way that you guys hold space is just truly incredible. Um, so you definitely have quite a gift and I'm excited to see where your journey goes when you move. I'm sad you're leaving, but, uh, maybe when you come back to San Diego, you can sneak a few clients in. I know I'm like, Oh, can I come with you? Um, so I think, I think my biggest thing is for people that are in this industry that are suffering from, um, I talk to a lot of hairdressers that deal with a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. Um, and I'm not well equipped to help people deal with things like that. I have a uh, family members that deal with depression. Um, and those are just such unknown, I guess, feelings to me. I mean, there's times in my life where I felt depressed, definitely anxious or whatnot. And I have my own coping mechanisms to handling things, whether they're right or wrong. Um, but as far as like breath work goes and yoga, do you, do you think that, um, 
do you think that there's like a way to kind of combat when people are suffering from depression through breath work? Do you think that, the, cause I, I feel like there's a collect, like it's coming, I don't know what's coming down a download or whatever about and around depression because it is around me right now. A lot, I have a couple really close family members that are dealing with it. Um, how would you say that someone like me could introduce this kind of work to them? Maybe I guess is my question. Like, how do you help somebody discover the different ways to do this? Do I share these resources with them? I guess that was kind of an yeah. That's a great question. We get that all the time, and I think um, what I can share is my own personal experience. So, um, in my family, um, there is a silent disease as well, um, which I, which you label as depression, um, and so I'll I'll just use that word. And it was never spoken about at all. And my father actually um, ended up being diagnosed bipolar um, just a few years ago. But I grew up with that. Uh, my mom, clinically depressed. Uh, my uncle, clinically depressed. Uh, my aunt, clinically depressed. Um, all on medication. And still all on medication. And I'm not going to sit here and ever tell anybody that medication is bad or not the right solution. Um, and what I will say is if you are feeling those types of symptoms and they're overwhelming, always consult um, with your physician um, just to make sure because there's a couple different avenues um, and ways that I describe depression, which is it could be a biochemical imbalance, meaning that there are um, neurotransmitters and they're the molecules that your neurons and your brain, your brain cells use to communicate with each other. Um, and so when they're low or in the wrong amounts, um, sometimes using medication can, can be helpful. Um, but I would say for a majority of people, um, really what depression is about is depression is usually a reflection of your past. Anxiety is usually a reflection of your future. And so with breath work, how you could describe it to your family is literally, it's not like, it's not even really a tool to help reduce your depression or reduce your anxiety. What is going on if it's not a biochemical imbalance is your brain is firing and wiring in a certain pattern. So if you can think of neurons kind of as like spider webs, they kind of connect together in various ways. Um, if you guys are listening to it, I'm moving my hands <laughs> in a weird way. Um, but neurons, they connect in different ways. And when you feel depressed, you usually think about a depressive moment from your past or situation or some way you could have done something better maybe in your life, in your relationship. And so there are neurons in your brain that literally fire an electrical signal in a circular pattern. And the more that you think those depressive thoughts, the more that they fire and wire together, they get stronger and stronger and thicker and thicker. And taking a medication, not going to fix that because those, those neurons are literally structurally in a pattern that's firing around. Breathwork, on the other hand, has clinically been shown to actually restructure those neurons so you fire and wire your brain in a different way. Wow. And how I know that is because we've had hundreds of people come up to us weeks after they've done their session. And they're like, your, your, your class changed my life. And I always say, no, you changed your life. I'm not your guru. You changed your life. And what really happens is those neurons disconnect and they rewire in a new way. So you're literally a different person. So we don't even address anxiety and depression the traditional way where it's like, how can we reduce this for you? No, we're focused, me and Jessica are focused on how can we re rewire your brain 
so that you're not even depressed anymore. It's not even a thought in your mind. And so that's what we're up to. Okay. Well, holy shit, that's huge. And I love the fact that you're saying that it's not even a tool. It's just a way to literally reprogram. And, you know, Joe Dispenza, I know Jim Quick, a lot of those brain guys talk about you being able to do that or changing habits or patterns or any of those kind of things. But to know that, you know, like you said, we're not like we're not doctors. We don't know what everyone's dealing with. But as a collective, especially with what's going on right now and, and in the world, like so many people are freely throwing the word depressed and anxious around. Like it's just like, you know. I don't even know. So normal. And I know that so many people are dealing with all these emotions and, um, you could not have said that in a more, um, simple way for the normal people to understand. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for that bit of advice because I think people knowing, just having a knowingness that there's the ability to go in and do this kind of work to help themselves is where the magic is at, whether they choose to use it or not, that's a choice. Um, being depressed doesn't make you make bad choices. You can still make good choices, whether you're anxious or depressed. But, um, I think for breath work for me, gave me the ability to, like you said earlier, tap in, like, what do I really need or want? And then you can make better choices. Um, so thank you guys so much for explaining what this is because it really helped simplify for me. Like I'm, I had to just jump in and try things. That's how I operate. But a lot of people want to know like everything before they try something. Um, I'm at a point now where I'm like, Oh, if I think that could even help me 1%, 2%, I'll, I'll try it and I'll invest in it because I'm at a place where, um, if I think it'll even help a little bit, I'll do it versus the opposite, right? We usually put ourselves in situations that we know maybe not won't work out as well, but uh, you'll show up for that, but you won't show up for these kind of things. And it's so crazy. I'm rewiring my brain to think those other thoughts. Um, so thank you guys. Is there any last things you want to leave um, my hairdresser friends with as to uh, some takeaways or some best practices for, you know, staying in awareness and staying taking care of themselves? Yeah, I mean, I th- I would say... I just want to reiterate the breath bundle just because it is, it's just such a resource. If you are a total beginner, if you're a total newbie, you're like, I've never even meditated before, or I've tried meditation and I cannot sit still and turn my brain off. People experience just so many more breakthroughs in breath work. They say that it's like equivalent to like hundreds of hours of meditation or therapy. That's what a lot of our clients have shared with us. And so this is a, a resource that we've created for for you to be able to dive into the breath and be able to experience those releases, to experience that rewiring of your brain, to be able to to turn off some of the doing and tap into just being and, and really feeling. And I love to just share one quick practice for those of you who are listening, just to get started and just to experience a little bit of grounding uh, with your own breath. Um, so a really simple practice that you can do is just literally take your hands and just place them onto your belly. Um, because a lot of times when we are stressed and anxious, like we talked about a little bit earlier, you're usually breathing in and out of the chest, right? And you're experiencing a lot of tightness. We're breathing up here. And when you do that all day long, it leads to chronic stress and it can lead to other, you know, health issues and it can lead to, um, depression, anxiety. And so by breathing down into your belly, you're going to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. And just simply that is, 
your rest and digest relax part of your nervous system. When you're really stressed, that's the sympathetic nervous system. That's when you're like fight or flight or freeze, like, ah, right. And so by breathing into the belly, you're tapping into that parasympathetic. And what you can do is just literally when you, you can close your eyes and take a deep breath into your belly and just breathing into your hand. So you're expanding your belly, almost like Santa Claus. And then as you exhale, bringing the belly back in fully contracting good and then breathe into the belly let it fully expand all the way out and then exhale bring it all the way in bring your belly button in towards your spine and just continue for a few more rounds breathing into your belly breathing out good even slower even deeper on this next round And just take five more rounds like this and just make each round a little bit longer, a little bit deeper than the last one. And if your mind wanders at any point, it's all good. Just bring your awareness back to your breath. Just notice each inhale, breathing in and notice each exhale as you breathe out. You can expand the belly even more. Just go ahead and finish the round that you're on, just exhaling fully. Just return back to normal breath and just relax your hands and open your eyes. So we just did that just for a few rounds, but belly breaths are such a powerful way to ground and calm your body and your nervous system. And this is something that you can do every single day, whether it's right when you wake up, if you're feeling those anxious thoughts, or if you're having trouble going to sleep and the mind is like racing and you can't get it to shut off, coming back to to those belly breaths. And I will do that even if I'm like with a client or we are about to like lead, you know, a sold out class and I'm feeling a little bit nervous. I'm like, okay, how am I breathing right now? And I'm like, oh, yep. I'm breathing in my chest and my breath is really short. And so bring the breath back down to the belly, take longer, deeper breaths, and it can really shift how we feel. That's amazing. I'm literally at the whole time you're talking, I'm envisioning little moments where I'm like, when you're anxious in the car because you're sitting in traffic, you can take some belly breaths. When you're in the break room and you're freaking out over the project that just went south on your blonde client because you can't like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> has, like instant anxiety to take over where that's not going to help you make good decisions when you're trying to figure out how to fix things. Um, being able to tap into that. Um, or if you see someone else at work who's struggling, like putting your hand on their shoulder, taking them away for a second and just holding that space for them. Um, that I could see being so helpful. I mean, I'm just thinking of all these inst- like moments that would be helpful to just have that moment of peace and calm. Um, so thank you for that, Jess. I was really, it, it, it's, it's so simple, but it's like, it's the simplest things that we just don't take the time to do that are so important. Yeah. You guys are doing big things. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, and I look forward to uh, sharing the breath bundle with everybody. And I think when this podcast comes out, we'll be able to link a little, um, something in the show notes for the guests and you guys, especially to be able to download this and uh, get all of their good stuff. And then uh, I do want to talk about if this is something that interests you guys, which it is 
starting to like, I feel a little nudge and in, in over here, but I'm going to tap into that about you guys creating a breathwork certification in 2021. Is that, is that true? Is that what maybe might be happening? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that is what's happening. So we will be flying back to San Diego in January for a breathwork teacher training. So if this is something that interests you, even if you've never done breathwork before, like beginners are welcome. Um, and we're really looking for people to incorporate this into everything that they're doing. Um, I really think of what we do as far as breathwork is such a great supplement, um, almost like this background leader to what you're already doing. So if you're in you know, the hairstyling business, if you're in the commodity business, if you're in the coaching business, um, we work with all those people because the breath is so important to bring you back to the present moment. Like I said before, depression is in the past, anxiety is in the future. Well, what's in the present moment? Your breath. And if you can really get a handle on that and master that, you can really master your life and things will start flowing to you rather than you reacting to your own emotions. So yeah, this training is going to be top to bottom. Like I think the coolest thing out there, we've done all the trainings and either it's like super duper duper expensive, um, and way too much, or it's literally, you know, a, you know, a couple hundred bucks and you're not really getting the solid training that you need. Um, and so we're really landing in that happy medium. And I'm obviously going to be bringing a lot of the science and a lot of the structure and research so that you feel confident, um, in what you're saying when it comes to breath work. And then as you can see, Jessica brings in the wonderful energy so that you'll really have a grasp on how to hold space for individual sessions. Um, and then as well as groups. Um, but what's cool about our training too, that we're implementing is you're going to learn everything you need to know about breath work. And then we're actually going to be doing zoom calls, um, afterwards so that you can practice live and then we can actually watch you and coach you through the process because trust me i've been there with so many trainings where like you learn the things and then you never go and implement it and me and jessica are all about the implementation so we're really going to hold your hand through that process um, so not only will you learn but you'll actually get to practice um, with our guidance and then go share this because literally breath is the, like you said, the most simple thing, but it's just not done enough. Um, and it can really revolutionize our world and the tumultuous time that it is. So we are super excited. And, um, if any of you that are listening are interested, um, please check out our website, uh, thehealingcouple.com and it'll be right on there front and center. So amazing. Uh, before we go, I want you, can you just share any like crazy or cool or amazing stories or shifts that you've seen in clients that you've worked with? from where they were to where they are now? Like, do you have that pop into your head that you, can... you have another hour? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, we just, we just taught our last live breathwork class last night and there are just so many stories and we love actually sharing them on Instagram, of course, keeping things anonymous, but it'll never get old. It'll never get old to hear people's experience. And we always have time for clients, whether it's a private session or in our classes to open up the floor for people to share their experience because so, so many people experience so much in just 30 minutes of breathing that they feel so called to share. And we love just hearing the healing and the transformation that happens. And so <laughs> <laughs> there's a kitty that just walked across the screen. <laughs> um, one story that really stands out to me is a woman who came to our breathwork classes probably about a year ago or so. And she would come in kind of like sneak in, like 
kind of find a space in the back, like didn't really want to be close to anybody and just really kept to herself. And she came about two times. And then I, I, the I made the mistake time. of introducing myself to her the third time that she had come. Cause I, 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 I didn't, I didn't see her cause she was in the back. So she made it clear that like, I've already been here two times. You don't know my name. <laughs> She's yeah. like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So she definitely had like a very like cold energy mm-hmm. did not really want to interact or talk to people and um just kind of just like looked like just pissed That's and like angry. just pissed at the world mm-hmm. and she still kept coming back to breath work and then she finally came up to well, actually um there was a the theme of the class was was love and just tapping into into self love and also to be able to share that love with others. And she, at the very end of class, you know, we open up for people to share their experience or ask questions. And she raised her hand and she was the last one to, to share. And before her, everyone else was like, Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. My heart feels so open. Like I cried, like, wow, I feel so connected to everyone. I feel like for the first time in a long time, I actually really love myself. So it was like these beautiful shares. Right. And so she raised her hand and she was like, you know, everyone's sharing all this beautiful stuff, but I was just so angry the whole time. The air went out of the room. It was like, you know, you could feel everyone was just yeah. so uncomfortable and was like, yeah. Oh God, like, what are they going to say about that? <laughs> you know, she's like, I don't, what do you mean? Like open up to love? Like, I don't get it. I don't feel that. Like, how do I do that? And I honestly was like, I, wow. Like that's a question. <laughs> you know, how do you explain to somebody how to open up their heart to love? And we just let the room be silent for a little bit to like really sit with that, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes when we feel like discomfort, we want to just like fix it or like just say something to like clear the air. And then Corey was like, well, do you want to, do you want to feel that? Do you really want to experience that? And she was like, no, I'm good. And you said, do you really want to experience that? And if so, come up to the front of the room. And I was even kind of like, what's about to happen right now? And she was like, okay, fine. She gets up off of her yoga mat and she walks to the front of the room. And mind you, like, I mean, this, this entire room, this entire studio is just packed. This is pre COVID. And she stands up in the front of the room. And then Corey looks to all the students and said, if you guys wouldn't mind joining me, I'd love for all of you to also stand up and to come around her and we all just gather in a group hug. So there were no words, there was no like, we have to explain how to open up your heart, but every single person got up and I mean, we got, it was a kind of like a tight cinnamon roll, you know, hug. And we all just held each other and she was right there in the middle. And I don't know how long it was, it felt like time like had stopped and everyone started crying. And I had no idea what was happening in the middle, you know, what was happening for her, but I could feel something. And then eventually without saying anything, everyone started to slowly pull back. And there she was just like, just crying. And she goes, you know what? I think I get it now. Mm. I think I understand that now. 
And it was just this beautiful moment because everyone was just sharing with her afterwards and you know, people hung out for a while after class and like just gave her even more love. And it was so beautiful for her to finally receive that because for a long time, she had closed her heart off to everyone, everything. Yeah. And after that, she was like, I need to do private sessions with you. And so we worked with her for a while and she is com- like, she is unrecognizable. I'm like, who is this person? Like, she is so joyful. Like her face just looks different, like her energy. And she comes to class and she'll roll out her mat. She like, she's talking to people. She's laughing. Like she's finally like crying. I mean, she's like allowing herself to feel all of her emotions as she was closed off to and just so hard and just had that hard shell around her. And it's, it was one of the most beautiful things to just witness that growth over time. And that is, whether you relate to that story or not, like that is what's possible for you. However, you want to open up in your own life to the point where you are completely unrecognizable. Oh my God, that's so powerful. Holy shit. I, uh, I've experienced a similar situation where we all came in and did a hug, a group hug like that. And, you know, for me being like the tough, I don't need that. I'm fine type of girl. I'm like, okay. And then you feel the energy kind of pour out from like the center of whatever's happening. And then you just become like, if you can just even just crack it a little bit to let the little light in, like her standing up saying she was angry that she'd been, there was a little bit her being like, I don't know how to do that was her way of asking for help. So you know, the fact that she was even there and got to, to experience it and ha- had that space held for her. What an incredible thing to witness and be a part of. Well done. Well done team. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking about what we started the conversation with earlier when I was asking you guys about what, um, group you guys have been a part of before with Taylor and how it's centered around, um, worthiness and how people, feel about being successful and making money and what is okay for them to have in their life. We touched on that a little bit in the middle, but, um, I think for me and a lot of people that I know it, it's, there's like a ceiling where we feel like we we've made it and we can't go any further. Cause that's, what's normal in our industry. And so for us to want more, to do more, um, you, you have to figure out a way to like open that up and allow more of that in. And Corey, you were talking about people being really stuck around worthiness issues and not, not really realizing that's what it was um, because they're conditioned beliefs of like what we're, what we're allowed to have in our life. So, you know, to watch you guys and to hear you share your stories of what you've left behind and how you've moved on and how it served you. And you're still so open to whatever, whatever could be. And just being able to put yourself in situations that allow for that growth is, is everything to me. So Mm -hmm. thank you guys so much for your time. I really appreciate you both. Yeah, we appreciate you too. This was wonderful. We had a great time. Awesome. So if you guys are listening, do yourself a uh, huge uh, service and follow the healing couple on Instagram. It's the healing couple underscore. And um, Corey and Jess would love to hear from you and your takeaways from this podcast, as would I. And we are so, so grateful to have you on. Until then.